America. What's happening? Tell the young bloods to leave the room. This is for grown folks only. You've been waiting all week for another taste. And your favorite pusher is back on the scene. It's Cognac and Candy Sundays, y'all, on Vinyl 97 with Young Bull. So whatever your addiction, I'm about to feed it to you for the next hour. And I'm going to take you on a trip to Candyland. If you've never been to Candyland, let me tell you a little bit about Candyland. Candyland is sexy. It's dangerous. It's erotic. It's funky. It's another world, man. Can you dig it? If this is your first time to Candyland, don't hit it too hard. Be easy. You don't want your gangster lean to get too mean. And while you're on this trip, I'm going to keep it in the groove for you. So lean back with me. Put your head high. And let the magic happen, baby. It's Cognac and Candy Sundays, y'all. seatbelt on because we are about to go there and we're gonna get there real fast because we're not taking any shortcuts to the truth today we're talking about hijacking you a husband that's right if your asshole got tight you should probably go ahead and change the channel right now this is grown folks radio we don't talk about celebrity gossip or the news we only talk about the shit you can use yo We've got to teach these young bloods who are coming up behind us. Because if we don't, we're in a world of trouble. And here's the rub. You know that you have a problem on your hands when you ask one of these young people to go outside and change the oil in the car. And their response to you is, well, isn't there an app for that? They're the ones that are going to be in charge of running our country. 
They're the ones that are going to be in charge of building the future. And last but not least, they are the ones who are going to be in charge of the legacy that you leave behind. So now you have to ask yourself, what kind of legacy do I want to leave behind? Most of you who are listening to the show, you went to the barbershop with your father. And that's where you heard the conversations like the ones we have here on this show every single week. Those barbershop conversations, they helped you become a man. And those conversations, they taught you the code amongst men without reading one book. Girls went to the beauty parlor with their mother, and that's where they learned how to become women. Us young boys and girls, we grew up learning how to navigate the terrain of adulthood. And today, the dads are bald and the sons are wearing mops on top of their heads. The girls are weaved out and the moms are slapping wigs on. So no one's having these conversations anymore. And that means that we have an entire generation coming up behind us that doesn't have a clue. We've got brothers rocking dresses while sisters are conquering the masses. That's right. We've strayed far from home. And sisters, I am proud of you. And I take nothing from you. When the brothers fell victim to this programming to change their nature, you had to pick up the balls when they fell off and put them on and become the man too. I get it. And I know how tired you must be. And it shouldn't be this way. But the truth is, we are the only ones who can fix it. And nobody else is going to do it for us. And the only way that we're going to fix this thing is to bring these teaching conversations back to the forefront. The very conversations that we have right here on Vinyl97.com. Brothers and sisters, I love you. And I am doing my part to roll back the tide. So don't be bashful to have these conversations with the young bloods around you because they need you more than ever right now. So why is it important to get it right with these young people right now? Well, it's very simple. We want them to be able to have choices and be able to make their own choices in adulthood. You see, because when you have been poorly prepared for adulthood, someone else ends up making all of your choices for you. They decide where you work. They decide when you get paid, how much you get paid, where you live and how you live. This lack of preparation for adulthood, it leads to a lifetime of ducking your head down and settling for less. When I was a teenager, I worked down at a summer camp one year with a whole bunch of the rich kids that came to camp every summer. And I had an experience that would change me forever. I noticed that one of the young men inside the camp was always having a lot of issues with the other kids. He was always confrontational. So one day we're working on boating safety and he ended up in my group. So I had a chance to talk to him one-on-one. And I asked him, I said, why are you always starting stuff with the other kids? And his response was, so they don't get a chance to start stuff with me first. So you believe the best defense is a good offense? And he said, yep. Even at my age, I could see that he was still masking some serious insecurities. 
So I asked him, I said, have you made any friends since you've been here? And his response was, I ain't got time for these dumbass kids. And I could see that he needed a friend. So I bit the bullet and I said, let me show this little motherfucker how to be cool before he gets his ass whipped by some of these other kids. So I got him to start helping me with a lot of my groups. And this guy, he starts acting like me. He started calming down and he started to become laid back. And by the end of the camp, he ended up being the coolest kid on the yard. He even liked one of the girls over at the girls camp, but he still didn't yet know how girls worked. So I sat him down and I asked him, I said, what's your goal with this young lady? And he said, I want a girlfriend and I want to hang out with her in my free time. So I told him, girls are like female lions and female lions like male lions. They don't like or respect deer, so you have to be a lion. A lion doesn't walk up to a girl looking down at his feet while he's asking questions. A lion makes eye contact with a woman across the room. And he doesn't break eye contact until he's in her face reaching for her hand, telling her that I've been looking forward to dancing with you since I got here. Lions don't ask a woman to dance. And a woman is never going to admit it. But she wants a man that knows how to handle her, not one that's going to come up and ask her a million questions. You have to see yourself as that lion when you're walking across the room. Play your own theme music in your head if you have to. And make her feel secure and confident on contact. And what do you know, folks? It worked. He got the girl. Now, how did I know these things at my age? Well, the answer is, I had a father. And my father had these conversations with me. And he taught me how to become a man. So when the summer camp was over, and all the parents are returning to come and pick up the kids, the young man wanted me to go and meet his father. So I agreed. We go over to uh, Newburn, North Carolina, where his father is docked. We get to the marina, and his dad has this incredible, huge, beautiful yacht. And we board the yacht, and I say, Mr. So-and-so, you have a beautiful boat. And the first words out of his mouth were, This is not a boat, son. This is a yacht. And if you work hard enough one day, you might be able to work on my yacht for me. And that moment right there was the turning point in my life. That moment is the reason why when I hit the floor, the devil says, oh shit, this motherfucker's up and at it again. And that moment is the reason why I was going to make sure that I made all of my choices for the rest of my life. He didn't say if you work hard, you can own a yacht like mine. He said, if you work hard, you can work for me on my yacht. And America, that was the first time I saw how the rest of the world was going to see me. And you know what? I was not comfortable with it. So because of that moment, I spent the rest of my life making sure that every choice, every decision that I make was going to take me closer toward my goal and make me better. 
and I think that racist prick every day that I wake for putting that fire in my belly. So why is this story important? Two reasons. One, we have to teach the young bloods how to become functional adults. And two, they need to be able to make their own choices so they don't have to settle in this life. And now let's marry these two reasons together. If you're a functioning adult and you're able to make your own choices, that means the likelihood of you being inside of a relationship that you actually want to be in will increase. But here's the caveat. If you're one of those who has that unrealistic checklist, must have a PhD, must be six foot five, must be rich, must live here, must drive this, must come from this pedigree, you have severely decreased your chances for finding the one. So I am talking to the brothers and sisters who live on planet Earth. So let's get into it. Making your own choices sometimes leads to extremely rewarding careers. And I'd be lying to you if I said there wasn't a double standard for men and women in the workplace, because there is. Men who work hard like myself and make our own choices are rewarded with amazing careers. And we're also expected to have a wife, have kids, and even coach Little League. When a father leaves the office to go and coach his son's Pop Warner football team, he gets praise. But a woman in that same position is not allowed to enjoy that peace of mind. A woman not only has to stay at the office longer to prove her worth, she has to work three times as hard to get the same recognition. She also has to sacrifice having a family early in her career in order to excel. Now why is this? The reason is because when women in the workplace have families, it's actually seen as a weakness. So many women, they put their heads down, they sharpen their knives, and they hit the gas pedal to get where they want to go inside their careers. Then they reach that success that they were looking for after 10 years. Then they take a look around and they realize they have no one to share it with. Then that moment of reflection happens and a dreaded question raises its ugly head. What was the point in all my hard work? Who was I really doing all this for? She realizes that her life is incredible, but something is missing. It's actually missing a lot. It's missing someone. And then it happens. She gets asked to be a bridesmaid, or she gets invited to one of her girlfriend's baby showers. And now she knows exactly who's missing. And this is that moment in which she can't get home fast enough to put her profile on the online dating sites. And she goes on some of the dates, and she even and she even gets introduced to some guys by other friends. But she quickly realizes that most of these guys are not worth her time. And here's the ugly truth 
on why most of these guys are not worth her time. Most good men over the age of 30 are already taken. If they believe in family, if they want kids, if they work hard, if they're remotely charismatic, if they know how to take care of a woman, they are already taken. So one day she's at the mall and she sees this beautiful family walking in front of her. And the father, he's very attentive to the children and to his wife. He's holding his wife's hand and she begins to whisper to the front of her mind and she says to herself, I want that. So a woman has to ask herself at this point, how in the hell do I get one of those? Well, all the good ones are taken. Men who were raised by fathers and taught how to be men know early that they're supposed to be married by the age of 30 and start having kids immediately. So right after this music break, I am going to share with you how to get one of the good ones. Because love is a flower that blooms in the springtime. This is David Ruffin with his single, Everything's Coming Up Love, from his 1976 Motown release.
America, I'm going to take you to that other place where the grooves turn a saint into a sinner and an old man into a winner one more again. So chill with your drink on the couch and tap your feet or spin your main girl in the middle of the living room. Do what you feel, brothers and sisters, because we'll be there soon. That was the dramatics with Get Up and Get Down. America, you're listening to Cognac and Candy Sundays on Vinyl97.com, and I am your host, Young Bull. Before we left, we were talking about realizing that you spent all this time building your amazing career, but forgot to take time for love. You look up after building this career, and you realize you want the rest. You want somebody to spoon with you and keep you warm at night. You want somebody to hold hands with inside the farmer's market. You want to make babies with them. 
You want somebody to greet you when you come home. You want somebody to bend you over in the laundry room while you're changing the whites. And you want him to be your permanent plus one. So how in the hell do you get one of these if all the good ones are taken? Well, brothers and sisters, here's the unbeautiful but sexy truth. You are going to have to take one. You heard me right. You are going to have to take one. Let's think about it. The number of heterosexual men to heterosexual women ratio is not in women's favor and it's steadily decreasing. And on top of that, when you begin to add the other desirable traits that you want in a partner, the pool becomes extremely small. So like I said, you have to go and take you one if you can. And I know a lot of people don't agree with my logic. So let's look at it logically. Where do you think one is going to come from if all the good ones are already taken? I can't remember the last time a sister walked inside McDonald's, ordered a six foot five brother with good genetics, good father, good husband, hard worker with a side of good dick. So logically, a woman has two choices. She can go and take one, or she can go and create one. But if a woman is close to the age of 40, she ain't got time to create one. And if you're a woman that has one of these good men already, and my show is starting to make you a little nervous, then you should be. Because if another woman can come and take your men, it means that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing to keep that man to begin with. If you're going to church more times per week than you're fucking your husband, then you don't deserve it. If you're watching more reality TV shows than you give blowjobs, then you don't deserve it. If you put the kids before him, you don't deserve it. If you give your preacher more respect than you give him, you don't deserve it. And if you get prettier for your girlfriends than you do for him when you go somewhere with him, you don't deserve it. If you don't make him feel like a motherfucking king on a throne in his house, you don't deserve him. And last but not least, if you don't get up and fix his goddamn plate for Thanksgiving, you don't deserve him. And you can pop off at the mouth with all this women's liberation theology, but there are a million bitches standing in line who can't wait to make his plate. Suck his dick, put him first, and make him feel like a king. So if you're offended, you should have changed the channel a long time ago. Because this is Grown Folks Radio. All we talk about is the truth. And I know the truth is painful for some at first. But if you stay on it, I promise it'll start to feel good to you. So if you got one, and you want to keep him, you better get that ass to clapping. The worst thing you can do is get a good one and then all of a sudden get comfortable in your relationship. Because trust me, he notices when you stop doing the freaky shit you used to do in college. He notices when you put the kids before him now. He knows that you take him for granted. 
and he notices that you started using goddamn canned biscuits instead of homemade. And we all know canned biscuits are a sin. But what you may or may not realize is there are a million other women waiting in the wings for you to fuck up so they can get their hands on a good one. So fuck up if you want to. Once Jody's at your front door, you might as well fall through the floor and go to that sunken place. So if she can get him, you probably don't deserve it. When we get back, America, we're going to tell the women how to get one of these good ones. And you women who have good ones right now but not doing what you're supposed to, this one's for you. This is the Manhattans with their 1980 release, I'll Never Find Another You.
This is Grown Folks Radio. America, you are tuned in to Cognac and Candy Sundays on Vinyl97.com with Young Bull. Before we left, we were talking about how all the good men are taken, and if you want one, you are going to have to take one. For some, the very thought of taking someone's man seems so undignified and unladylike. You have two choices. You are going to have to take one. Or you can sit on the sideline the rest of your life and dry up. And we all know some of those old bitter women who were too dignified. And now they have their regrets and their old dusty pussy to keep them company. So how do you go about hijacking you a husband? Well, first of all, 
that same aggressiveness that you used at work to get ahead, you're going to have to turn that off. It does not translate in the dick and pussy realm. Men are hunters, and they want to hunt their prey. And real men don't like being hunted. So a career woman has to learn how to take her battle armor off at the end of the workday and put it inside the closet. There's a time and a place for everything. And when you're ready to find the one, you have to be willing to be vulnerable. So what does that mean? It means turning that serious tone and face of stone that you use at work into one of warm pleasantness. Smile with your lips, but don't show your teeth. Teeth too early can signal that you're trying too hard. When you make eye contact with your smile, make sure you never look more than three seconds. That three-second smile is bait. Most men, married or not, can't resist the three-second smile. They have to come over and they have to say something. The lion's desire to hunt, it's built in, it's innate. When he comes over, allow him to get your attention again. And when he does, allow him to speak first. Listen to whatever he has to say. And if it sounds like he has some sense, keep your lips sculpted into a smile and keep looking directly into his eyes. Wait two seconds before you respond with speech. This engages a lion in him and makes him even more curious. When you address him, make sure you use his last name with Mr. in the front. When you use a man's first name, it implies that you are acquainted. His goal is to get acquainted. So this activates his need to allow you to get to know him better. Don't shake his hand like a man at work. Be feminine. And don't acknowledge his wedding band. Act like you don't even see it. Give him your first name immediately. And do not break eye contact with him the entire time you're speaking with him. Imagine that you're pulling the thoughts from his mind directly through his eyes into yours. And this is going to allow you to listen with your eyes. And never spend more than five minutes with him on the first encounter. Pay him a major challenge compliment before you get ready to part. And now is the time to use his first name. Something like, Mark, you made my day. Most men are afraid to approach me. You're going to make somebody an incredible husband one day. And this lets him know that you're interested, not desperate, and that you're a good girl who values tradition and family. And then let him know, while still looking into his eyes, you wish you had more time, but you have to go. And as a hunter, he is not ready to let his prey go yet. And you're going to say, it was a pleasure to meet you, while shaking his hand. And begin to turn and walk away. And like clockwork, 
he's going to speak your name. And you'll turn around. And he's going to ask you to exchange numbers. And you're going to look at him for three seconds without saying anything. All you're doing is showing your smile. And you will not say a word. Instead, you're going to nod your head yes, and you're going to look down and back up at him again. And this is a signal in the Lion Kingdom that you are submitting to your prey. Allow him to walk to you to close the distance. Exchange numbers, smile pleasantly, and say bye. This time, make sure you use his last name again. Mr. So-and-so. This forces him psychologically to want to re-establish you using his first name again. And he's going to watch you walk away. So don't look back until you've taken at least 10 steps. Your visual rhythm of motion will be something that he's going to remember forever. And when you do look back, that's the cherry on top. Do not call him. And when he does call, make sure you greet him with Mr. So-and-so. Be open. Don't try to steer the conversation. Allow him to move the conversation. And in a moment of silence, that's your opportunity to ask a question. And make sure that you begin that question now with his first name. This brings him back in. And this is the question. Ask him, what are your intentions with me? You've got him on the hook now. And he's not going anywhere. Because he's in full-fledged hunter mode. And this question allows him to know that you know your own value. It also allows him a chance to get real with himself. And see if he understands what he's doing right now. And does he really want to go there? And this one question will separate the men from the boys. If he's a player... This is going to be his response. I want to hang out and get to know you better. That means he just wants a fuck buddy. If his response is, I'm married, but when I saw you, I couldn't help myself. I wanted to know you. If you get that response, it's time to sit up in your chair and pay close attention. And when we get back, I'm going to tell you how to close the deal. This is the Spinners, with their 1973 release, Could It Be I'm Falling in Love, off the album The Spinners.
This is Grown Folks Radio. You made- 
And that was Lady from The Whispers. America, you're listening to Cognac and Candy Sundays on Vinyl97.com with Young Bull. Before we left, we were talking about how to get the attention of your future husband. And now we're getting ready to talk about how to close the deal. When he comes to your house, spoil the hell out of him. Make sure your house is spotless because this is going to show him what his house would look like with you. And make sure your house smells like a familiar fragrance, like something that you baked that reminds him of his mother's home. And make sure that you have that sexy girl next door look when he comes over. Real men don't want their woman to have three layers of makeup, eyelashes, and 80 tracks of weave hanging out and that kind of stuff when they come over. A man wants to see what his woman is going to look like on a daily basis. That's what's attractive to grown men. And again, make sure you spoil the hell out of him while he's at your house. Cook for him. Pamper him. And treat him like the most interesting person in the world. So the first three times he comes over to your house, or you go out, do not give him any pussy no kissing until the second date on the fourth date you can give him some pussy and when you do give him the pussy make sure you blow his fucking mind be nasty as hell for one night only and when you hop in the shower together wash his back when he turns around hug him and hold on to him. This is bonding time. You are searing yourself into his imagination and his memory forever. And when he leaves, do not call him. Let him be the first to call you. And when he does call, be happy to hear from him. And he's gonna wanna experience what you two did again. And when he comes back over, Continue to spoil him, but never give him any pussy again until he shows you the divorce papers. And that is the secret to hijacking a husband, America. Is it noble? No. But it is necessary, especially if you don't want to grow old with bitter, dusty pussy. So get real with yourself if you're lonely and crack a smile. Brothers and sisters, It has been an absolute pleasure to be here with you this evening. I'm going to take you out with one of my favorites. This is Frankie Beverly and Mays, Before I Let Go, off their 1981 album, Golden Time of Day. I love you, brothers and sisters. Keep on getting up.
This is that cognac and candy Sundays on Vinyl 97 with Young Bull. This is Grown Folks Radio. And I got your fix every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. 
I hope you've enjoyed yourself here in Candyland.